Happy Monday, and welcome to Love in the Time of Everyone, a podcast where we explore the ways that relationships today are different than they were for past generations. I'm your host, M. Diekman. This week, let's jump right in with the couple that I spoke to. <laughs> yeah, this is the third, and I've been told that this better be the last, okay, because my family likes her better than me. <laughs> and they said that, uh, that uh, you know, if something happens here, I go, she stays. Your sister said that. Yeah. That's Marv Goodman talking about his wife, Jane. They're both 73 years old, and like he said, this isn't his first marriage. It's not Jane's either. Well, my first husband and I met in high school. I had just turned 16 years old, and he was 17. And I never dated anybody before him. And uh, we hit it off, and five years later, we got married. Well, in those days, it was people got married younger. You know, I had just turned 21 by two weeks. Um, First of all, my mother started getting on my case about <laughs> it's been a long time, time to get married. And then my husband was in college, and we wanted to at least get most of that over. So we got married just before his last year in college, okay. which, as it turned out, he got his best grades that year. <laughs> How long were you guys married for? We were married for 36 years. Wow. Yeah, and then, yeah, so he passed away at, he was 58 when, uh, yeah, he was 58 when he passed away. So here Jane was, in her late 50s, newly widowed, and having never dated anyone besides her husband, and not really wanting to either. I already spoiled the ending of the story by telling you that Jane and Marv are married today, but let's go back and take a look at Marv's marriage history, which is a little bit more tumultuous. Marv was already in his early 20s when he was set up on a blind date with a woman who would become his first wife. I think it was about a year when she proposed to me. She proposed to you. Actually, she... Um, what's the word? Um, coerced? Uh, we were talking on the phone, and she led me to it. And I... Said it. Oh, so technically he proposed, but you didn't want to. I, d- I didn't really, wasn't planning that, no. <laughs> he sounds so excited, right? Well, that marriage ended up lasting 19 years. But basically it was not a good marriage through those years. Um, and I didn't know it. I mean, I knew that it wasn't a good marriage because we separated a couple of times and so on, but I kind of almost thought maybe that was marriage and that was love. I, I, did, I didn't know. Well, we, we used, uh, whether we used it uh, openly or just internally, uh, for the kids. Um, and, you know, divorce was not... It, it, it was more acceptable at, at that point, but still, from our generation, you didn't do it. So, what about that second marriage? My daughter fixed me up with her. I, I, see, I have a problem that I get fixed up with all these people. 
Even though Marv's daughter was the one who ultimately set him up with his second wife, Debbie, Marv had heard of Debbie before because they went to the same temple, mostly in the context of the struggles she was going through as her husband went through cancer. After her husband died, at some point she ended up needing help with the camera, and Marv's daughter, who was babysitting her kids, mentioned that her dad was good with cameras, the two met, started dating, and the next thing you know, they were married for five or six years. I think really that situation was that I was the first uh, person after the, her death, his death, and she had not really processed what she was really looking for and everything, and um, and it just wasn't right, so bye-bye. So here Marv was, in his 60s, having been through two divorces, but still kind of wanting someone to hang out with. Even after he and his second wife divorced, they kind of kept dating and hanging out, keeping in touch. But eventually, he decided to cut things off completely. I hung up the telephone from a situation and went over to my computer, and I went on J-Date and reactivated the, the my, online my account and said, I'm going to give this 30 days. And started trolling uh, and uh, and this one popped up anyway we start clicking and you know whatever and then the first time that I actually really wrote her I immediately in the first sentence first paragraph first sentence said I've been married twice before I am a you know have Defaulted in marriage twice already. If you want to continue our discussion, you know, and then I went on. So how did Jane end up on J-Date? She said for the first few years after her husband's death, she was totally content being single. But then one of her friends insisted she set Jane up with this guy. And even though Jane was reluctant at first, she ended up going out with him. We were together for probably close to a year and a half. And then he decided that, because he had been divorced before, and he decided he didn't want any more of it. And I was very heartbroken, because this was my first romance since I was 16 years old. So it was like, I didn't, I had to learn how to act, how to date. I didn't, I had never dated before my husband. So at my age, I had to learn, and I Looking back, I made a lot of mistakes, but that's how I learned. So after we broke up, I did meet a couple other men. I was online, actively online at that point. I guess I got very, I got used to dating and having a companion. And when he broke up with me, um, it already had been maybe uh, about four years since my husband had died. And I guess I just, online was starting to become, you know, very popular. And I thought, well, why don't I just try this? And, you know, I wasn't even sure what I was trying. Anyway, so I was online for about a year and went through different relationships, short term. And then I got, what happened is I started getting obsessed with it. And 
um, at home because I was living alone. And the minute I would come home from work, I'd go on the computer and spend the whole night on the computer. Or when I was at work, when I wasn't busy at work, I'd spend my whole time on the computer. And it was like overtaking me. It became an obsession. And finally I realized, what am I doing to myself? This is awful. And so I gave myself... um, I think I had one month, like like him, and I said, I'm going to, I had paid for that subscription, and I said, that's it. I'm going to give one month and dropping this whole thing. Well, into that fourth week is when we met. Pretty cute, right? I mean, maybe a woman who's admittedly addicted to online dating and a guy who's been divorced twice meeting on JD isn't necessarily fairy tale fodder. I was really excited to hear about how their first date went. We corresponded. She kind of dealt with that and worked on beyond it. And we then corresponded a little bit more and finally met. And it was definitely not love at first sight. I asked Jane if her first impression of Marv was equally as bad, and she totally agreed. Well, yes, mine was actually even worse than his because I had I had gone through all these other over this the last year all these meeting all these other people at Starbucks and whatever, and I remember when I drove into the parking lot of Panera, and I kind of saw him standing by the door, and I thought. I just want to go home. It wasn't him. It was just when you have to, well, it's like when you meet somebody new, you have to relate your whole story again. You start over. And it's like I had done this so many times. I was sick of doing it. And I didn't want to do it. And I literally had to force myself to walk in that restaurant and not just get my car and go back home. Anyway, we had a... uh, uh, little uh, coffee and whatever, uh, and we sat for about three hours talking. And that we left. I said to myself, "That's it. Goodbye. We'll be calling her back again." And uh, a couple of days later, I'm talking to my daughter on the phone, and she says, uh, "Oh, by the way, how did your date go Friday night?" And I said, well, it was okay. I mean, we sat, we talked for about three hours, and, and, uh, but I didn't feel anything, and, and uh, I don't think I'm going to do anything. You know, call her. My daughter said, Daddy, if you sat and talked for three hours with this stranger, you have something there. You better give her another chance. So he did. About a week later, Jane invited Marv to her house for a dinner party. After dinner, most of the other guests went to the other room to watch something on TV. And I wasn't interested in that. And they all left her with the dishes and the table and all that. So I said, well, I'll help her with the, with the you know, uh, clearing of the dishes and so on. And just working with her and, and so on in the kitchen, something happened in there. I don't know what it was. And she felt the same thing. And from that moment on, so we were together. That, so that was um, um, a week and a day after we had that first meeting at Panera, which is when we had the coffee. 
So and it was, yeah, uh, it was um, something magical happened, and I don't know what it was. We, yeah, we met on St. Patrick's Day, and so we met, that was March, and then he moved in my house in December, and then the following June, we got married. So this coming June will be our 10th anniversary. Anyway, now here it is almost 10 years later that we since we've been married and yeah, it's it's incredible for both of us for different reasons I think because we have these different backgrounds. With Jane already having been through the death of a spouse and Marv having had two unsuccessful marriages, I couldn't help but ask, what made them want to get married again and not just be together? We didn't. That's a very good question. We didn't. And I'm not sure that I really know the... I do. The, well, I know I, the answer. Okay. But, you wanted my insurance oh, benefits. Okay. All right. Yeah, actually, he is right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if we would have gotten married again. Yeah. You know, I guess I... Had, that first, was... Yeah. But that, then, you know, you kind of sit back and you think about it. And, and I know I had that thought. And I know I think we even said it. Well, what the hell's the difference? We might as well just get married. Yeah. We're going to be at, living together. At that point, yeah. I already knew that I was stuck. <laughs> I've heard a few online dating success stories, but not usually for people in Jane and Marv's age group. It turns out they weren't really expecting it to be such a success either. When you're at this age, your your sphere is all mostly... Uh, established relationship type things and so it's kind of difficult and you want some companionship or, or something and I think I can say for both of us um, we weren't looking for marriage and we weren't looking for love um, we were just looking for Basically, a date on Saturday night to go to a movie, uh, you know, or or if you had a fam, you know, wedding to go to, and you you wanted a plus one, we were kind of looking for a plus one. While online dating certainly turned out to be successful for Jane and Marv in the end, both of them had some issues with it along the way. For example, Marv talked about a date he went on with a woman and thought they had a great time, but after that, she didn't return any of his phone calls. Because the only communication they had had prior to the date was online, he never found out what happened. For her part, Jane said almost all the men she met up with lied about their age. Like the time she went out with a man who said he was around her age, in his early 60s. And when she got there, he was at least 80. Old enough to be her father. And then, well, just one more thing. Uh, I, mo most everybody said... I love to take walks on the beach and hand in hand, and and I'm thinking. Go to the yeah. I finally kept periodically. I would change my profile, and finally, I it was one of my last profiles. I wrote. I said, I hate the beach. <laughs> you know, I don't like walking it's down on the beach. They all said the same thing. It was yeah. like a. It was like a. I love to go to, you know, they would go, like to, people like to make them sound a little more, you know, sophisticated. Yeah, I love to more, travel uh, and I love to read books. Oh, everyone and, loves to travel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
and I like to have barbecues and what well, it was like a, it like was a script everybody said the same thing and and it just it wasn't it you, I don't know how it is now but it just got to not be nice for all their ups and downs with dating online and off Jane and Marv seemed like the perfect people to ask is love today different or is it just the way we find it I think love is still love, and I think what you're asking is the method of finding it. Um, that that has changed, but the actual connection and follow up after is somewhat the same. Marv told the story about when he was dating his second wife, and they had a disagreement that ended up going pretty well. She conceded and told him that he was right. Marv was bewildered, and he relayed the story to his sister. And she said, that's the way a relationship is supposed to be. It's supposed to be a give and take and an accepting. It's not. You lived so long under a different situation, but I didn't know. She said, that's the way yeah. it should be. Jane had a similar view. Both of them view love differently now than they did when they were younger, but not necessarily because of technology, because of growth and knowledge and experience. Yeah. But I also think at this point in life, especially whether you've been divorced or widowed or whatever, you are more aware of what love, true love is. And I think when I got married, being so young the first time, I really didn't know what love, what the definition of love was. I mean, I loved being together and all that. But at, at this age, I think there's a deeper respect of what true love really is true love as it turns out isn't always easy but when jane and marv shared some of their tips for a happy marriage they made it sound really worth it when you get into a relationship at an older age you both have um you're set in your opinions you're not like my grandchildren you're not you're not young so you kind of there are times where you know, you have problems, but you just have to get beyond that. And you really have to show respect for each other as best I, as possible. I think it's not a, it that the respect comes out of another part of it. What you learn through age, and you can maybe learn it younger, or you can learn it as you're going in marriage. But Open communications is the thing. And with good communications and acceptance of one another's feelings or opinions and so on is what makes it work. We, if something is bothering us or if it's something that we don't like, we can openly discuss it with each other and then do it her way. 
<laughs> no, but he's right. I kind of didn't have that. I had a very loving relationship with my first husband, but we kind of were not open with each other as much as we are now. So I, I think that's just because we started out at this young, innocent age. But here we are now, old and <laughs> very happy. That's the dream, isn't it? Aside from how cute and nice Marvin Jane were, what made me happiest was that after she had lost a husband that she loved so much, and after Marv had been through a couple of debunked marriages, they found each other. Sometimes, the idea of getting older is really scary to me. But I think what I tend to forget is all the good parts that come with getting old, like really learning what love is. Sure, both Marv and Jane had been in love in the past, but a lifetime of experiences, of heartbreak, of fighting with spouses, of getting addicted to online dating, and of getting just about ready to give up on love, really led them to the love of a lifetime. To be, like Jane said, old and very happy. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Love in the Time of Everyone. New episodes will be available every other Monday. Tune in for our next episode where I talk to a young man about why he never wants to get married, and to a couple who has a lot of experience with marriage. Special thanks to Local Kindergartener for the theme music. You can find the Local Kindergartener EP, Spine, on Bandcamp. Thank you to my man, Jeff, for teaching me how to use audio editing software, and also for making the really neat podcast art. Thank you to Jim Lawson for all the help in getting started, and thank you to my roommate and parents for putting up with me while I figured all this out. Today, I leave you with some words from Crystal Woods. Finding love is like making creme brulee. It may take a few tries before you get it right.